0: Hi, Jolly here with podcast number 18 Mission 2021 Towards a New Dawn One of my listeners gave me a feedback saying that uh, there are not enough examples in what I say or there are not enough guidance in terms of functions where people would like to know what to do and how to do So instead of Taking up page number 3 of your CV for the next two days I am going to discuss about uh, some of the examples which are relevant and how we could upskill ourselves or if we are not in a job how to focus on those areas where we can possibly take care of. IT is one of the areas which is prone to obsolescence quickly and the number of technical evolutions that are happening Is at mind-boggling rates so it is important for anybody in IT to be on top of technology and today I would like to explain as to how we should look at the future say if you are in uh, customer care I'm sure the system itself would be generating um, informations and flags and the standard output that any consumer or uh, customer care officer would be taking care of. What is important is to how do we use the technology to be predictive? That means using artificial intelligence for predicting a customer behavior of a large customer. So if we have the history, if we know what business the company is, the customers company is in and how that business is doing. Do we have the tools to tell that customer, look, this is the way your business is moving for the future and this is the way you need to look at for the next six months, one year or 18 months down the line. How are you equipping yourself? And for doing that. We are here to address those areas where you might be interested in. So here not only mapping uh, what uh, the customer is doing currently. What you are doing is going a step ahead and telling your customer as to how his market is evolving. And I am sure that that customer would have systems and processes in place which would be signalling them how the market is moving. Now does your customer care support system, the artificial intelligence that is driving your customer support element, is it able to meet those expectations? If your company doesn't have such a system in place, you can go an extra way in devising a solution for your company and telling them how they should go about doing this and getting more business in future from that one customer this is typically in the old age when i was a salesperson we used to as a key account manager i used to handle customers and i used to focus on their businesses and i would understand how their businesses are doing what businesses are flourishing and what businesses are failing if some businesses are failing then what they should do to do to bring up those businesses, and if some businesses are flourishing, how to push those businesses into greater heights. Now, I used to do it the old age way. I used to sit with data, analyze data, go to the market, meet customers, interview their customers, and see how they're evolving as a service provider. That means I'm talking about my customers. And then I would tell them how the world is moving, how the world is taking shape and how they should do that. Now with IT in place, I think it's a extremely huge bonus for all of us to drive that information. And if your current company is not doing it, it's almost godsend for you because then you can step in, analyze those requirements, use IT as a tool, whatever knowledge you have, upskill yourself and create a system for this company to follow as a model. I'm not suggesting you create everything, but something as a model create, create it that will make you indispensable for this company you're working for. Now, as a customer service head or as a customer service uh, field staff or a manager, you will have nothing more to do than answer your customer queries and solve them. So, How do you excel yourself or let me put it very openly, how do you protect your job? You can protect your job by doing something which is beyond your job description, beyond something which you have been mandated to do for 365 days. Now look at opportunities like this, look at opportunities at what the market is evolving and how you as a company do not have those systems in place and can you contribute something to do on it. Similarly, we have heard a lot of uh, 3D imaging, we, if we are into production, if we are into IT, we would know what is 3D is and how to do it and how to get good outputs out of the 3D engineering. Now many companies have not heard about it, even they have heard about it, they have not moved into it. If you are into production, if you are into manufacturing, and you want to get into uh, an easy low quantity manufacturing, meaning that you don't need to manufacture in bulk to get economies of scale. I think 3D manufacturing is a great idea of doing things cheaply, quickly and servicing the market better. If you are into manufacturing or production, can you look at an opportunity like this which will help your company. It could be a finished product, it could be a part, it could be a headlamp, it could be a tail light, it could be just anything which they are into manufacturing. With 3D manufacturing, what you can do is change those parts in smaller manners. In smaller items where you can showcase your as an OEM supplier if you are an OEM supplier you can showcase these changes to your uh, 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 main companies for which you are an OEM and show them how you can work in generatively how you can be bright and think differently and think creatively so that's a great opportunity for manufacturing people Similarly, if you are into supply chain, if you are into uh, supply chain, it is very important for you to understand the cost of bringing in products to your place. Whether it is raw materials, finished goods, semi-finished goods, parts, the transportation cost today would impact to close to five percent of the total cost of production. Anything above 2% is a critical cost, meaning that it impacts the bottom line. Can you bring down that cost of your current uh, supply chain to less than 2% of your overall cost? For that, you will have to think completely out of the box. You have to look at GIS maps. You have to look at uh, the way your vendors are supplying you things. Are they using an optimal plan? Are they using um, uh, the right uh, methodology of transportation? or you can can you set up a, a center somewhere in between where it is easier for them to bring in their supply, you store it and from there you transport in bulk to your manufacturing plant. Can you have a go down somewhere where simply you bring in products and store? And thereby cut down on cost. Go downs anywhere in the country are very cheap. If you are far away from the main city, it is very cheap. If you are close to a highway, it is dirt cheap. And you can create huge infrastructure to supply your production units. You can get your materials and store them safely over there. So what I'm saying is that supply chain by itself is not only trucking, supply chain by itself is not only warehousing or not only keeping things at the right place to be made available to manufacturing. Supply chain today involves a lot of out of the box thinking. Can you do that? That's the challenge that you have. Can you reduce your cost of supplies by 50%? If you take up this challenge, you are securing your job for the next two years. If you are without a job and if you talk in a lingo like this to your prospective employer, you will be hired the same day. So what people are looking for are what is the type of value addition you are bringing in. If you are also into manufacturing, you can look at robotics. How robotics is helping uh, people um, improve plant uh, manufacturing? It is not a way of of doing of labor that labor can be redeployed in some other functions. It is the cost of manufacturing which gets lowered if you do it by robotics, by the use of automation. Why I'm saying this? Human effort is prone to errors a small error here and there leads to a large problem, a large cost element. For a robot to be programmed properly and for him to do a job without getting tired is almost zero unless the robot has malfunctioned. So you have not only cut down on your losses but you have also cut down on the type of errors that you you used to face, the type of quality checks that you had to do because human was involved in that. A lot of intricate works today are accomplished by robotics. If your plant has not been doing something, can you suggest a new way of doing that thing? If you are looking at a prospective employer who does intricate work and they do it manually or they do it semi-manually Can you design a system for them which is automated or robotics driven? That's the key thing. Can you build an organization based on artificial intelligence? Can you remove the routine jobs into chatbots? Can you delegate or free up your people for handling higher end problem resolution than what a chatbot can do for you? So, these all things require a lot of brain work than physical work. So, for that, if you create value for your company, I'm sure they will keep you around. If you're looking for a new job, they will allow you or they will quickly hire you if you have these skill sets. See, beyond, beyond this, you must look at technology for tomorrow and how they are evolving. You see, to, Today we are talking about blockchain and we see a huge opportunity in blockchain. But there are many industries who do not see an opportunity in blockchain. There are many people who do not see an opportunity in artificial intelligence and how they can impact lives, how they can impact businesses. I have personally worked in a company where uh, none of my bills were uh, physically checked before payment. They were completely IT driven. I had to upload my bills, they were checked online and I was paid online. There was no human interaction in that. Can we do it for most of the processes that we normally would do? Yes, if there was a discrepancy in my bill, if there was an objection to my bill, that if I have uh, spent more than what I am authorized to or if a vendor has supplied a bill at a rate which is higher than that has been authorized by the company then of course you will have a physical intervention and a resolution to that but a normal bill which has been um, billed as a normal process and if the documentation has been proper and put rightly into the system, then it should be paid automatically as per the agreed uh, uh, date of payment. Now, if you as an in an organization, if you see something which is not happening and which can be easily automated, can you do it? Can you use blockchain technology of tomorrow to help people resolve problems of today? That's the key thing. So, any anybody... Mm, who thinks about uh, IT is not merely coding or not merely getting your bills passed or not merely answering calls of your customer and logging it in. I think the IT post-Corona will require people to think out of the box. It is time for you to think today out of the box and drive a solution and in the next 2-3-4 months, by the time the vaccine is invented, Are you ready with a new thought? Are you ready with a new journey? That's important. Whether you will fail or you will succeed is not the question. Customers, employers, organizations are looking at, is somebody on a new journey? The pandemic has brought us to a position where our journey has ended. We don't know how it will be tomorrow. Neither we know about the markets, nor the consumers, nor their preferences. We basically have a thumb rule. And if you look at most of the businesses, they are pretty tentative in their approach. If you look at the advertisements, they only talk about core values. They are not talking about anything new. Because companies themselves don't know how the future will evolve. So how can you as an individual know how the future will evolve? So for us, it is very important to see for ourselves, whatever be that destination, whether we see the North Star or the Polar Star or uh, uh, anything within our realm, anything within our vision. Are we on that journey? That's important. Our future employers, our companies will see, has this guy been on a journey? If you talk to me today, see, I closed both my businesses and I had nothing to do. What did I do? I wrote books. And I have started this podcast. This is a new journey. I could have easily said my businesses are closed and I don't know how the businesses will be. The travel business is still closed because I dealt with only foreign travellers. None of them are here. The food business is only tentatively started. None of my customers are back. They are all working from home. So it's all a very tentative start. And I don't think if I would focus on this only, I would survive. I would be dead mentally. I might survive physically, I might survive with a low income by cutting off a lot of my expenses, but mentally I would be dead. And in the next three months, six months, once we move out of the pandemic, I will have nothing to tell anybody as to what I have done. I couldn't have tested with a new menu. I couldn't have tested with a new recipe because the market is closed. I can easily tell people. I couldn't do anything because my shops are closed. Now, instead of taking that as a reason, what I did, I started writing. Thanks to a friend of mine. She told me, Jolly, you are free now. What is your skill? You can speak English well. You can write English well. Why don't you scribble something in the form of a book and put it out for readers to read. And that's what I did. But that book also did not satisfy me to a large extent because I could not speak my mind. I could not go out and talk to people. So that's why I started a podcast. Now, I'm not so good looking, so I don't think I'll look pretty good on a video. You might see me on a video from November, but I refused to do it to start with because I was not mentally prepared to come in front of anybody in front of a video. Now, there's nothing right or wrong about it. It's just a mental block like you might be having. Why do something which I'm not ready for? Why do something for which there's no takers? So, I thought there were no takers for me. As a physical face, I am not good looking, I am old, I I have not changed my specs for uh, many years. You might call me a little shabby looking, a vintage look, yes. So that's why I got into podcast because it has no look, it has a voice and I believe I have a rich voice and I have a rich control over the English language. Now that is the reason why I came on to podcast. So I'll be doing a makeover of how I look in the next four weeks and hopefully from uh, November I'll come with a video blog with a, something very, very different. Again meant to for my consumers who would like to evolve into a new, a fresh beginning for themselves. So this is what I did during the last months when I went through lockdown and no business to a very low business and this is what I recommend you to do that it cannot be an excuse that you are without a job or your business is only work from home that you cannot evolve yourself for the future. It is important for your personal well-being that you look beyond your job which you are currently doing. And look at something which is far superior than what you are doing. Maybe you will fail. But what happens if you are successful? What happens if somebody helps you to tweak that idea and make it successful? I'm sure you'll love it. You'll be on top of this world. And my best wishes to you. Do take care of yourself. I'll keep on talking to you tomorrow also. As I go into more functional areas. And then... We will come to the last part of your CV, page number 3, on Sunday. Because from Monday onwards, I want to go into a new chapter about how to develop yourself. So, come back again tomorrow. Listen to me. Have a nice day. This is Jolly with your podcast. Post-production is by Aditya. Thank you so much for listening to me. Have a nice day.